हाय फ्रेंड्स आई एम बैक अगेन विथ यट अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ गुफ्तगु कनेक्टिंग सोल्स टुडे आई एम गोइंग टू रीड आउट एन एक्सर्ब फ्रॉम द बुक एंड द माउंटेन्स ए कोट रिटन बाई खालिद हुसैनी द बुक हैज़ नाइन चैप्टर्स ईच टोल्ड फ्रॉम द परस्पेक्टिव ऑफ अ डिफरेंट कैरेक्टर द स्टोरी इज सेट इन अफगानिस्तान यर इज Sabur was a Afghan laborer and he had two children Abdullah and Pari they lived in a small village of Shadbagh to Abdullah Pari was everything he was more like a parent to her than a brother and he would do anything for her even trading his only pair of shoes to get a feather for Pari's treasured collection one day both Pari and Abdullah traveled across the desert to Kabul with their father they went to their uncle's workplace where he was working as a servant uncle nabi introduced his family to mrs suleiman wahdati and mrs neela wahdati the owner of the mansion during this visit mrs wahdati adopted pari leaving abdullah devastated he had no option but to live for shadbag with his father but he continued to love pari more than anyone else However, with time, Pari had no memory of her brother Abdullah. Series of events followed one after the other. Pari travels to Paris with her adopted mother and settles there. She gets married, has her own children. Her mother commits suicide. She feels guilty to have not spent enough time with her. She also discovers that she has a brother named Abdullah. she feels a strange connect with his with her sibling a sense that she's forgotten about for decades in the last chapter abdullah's daughter pari 2 explains how her father reunited with pari her aunt and namesake abdullah begins to lose memory since he was suffering from dementia both the pari pari 2 and pari decides to take a trip to paris and while packing pari 2 comes across a small box that belongs to her father i'm going to read out few lines from this last chapter so here it goes it was when i was clearing the hallway closet when i pulled out the two remaining suitcases to store them in the garage that i felt a thump inside one of them i unzipped the suitcase and found a package inside wrapped with thick brown paper an envelope had been taped to the package on it were written in english the words for my sister pari immediately i recognized baba's handwriting from my days working at the abe's kebab house when i picked up the orders he would jot down at the cash register i hand the package now to pari unopened she looks down at it in her lap running her hands over the words scribbled on the envelope from across the river church bells begin to ring on a rock jutting from the edge of the water a bird tears at the entrails of a dead fish pari rummages in her purse digging through its content she says i forgot my reading glasses Do you want me to read it for you? 
she tries to tear the envelope from the package but today is not a good day for her hands and after some struggle she sends she ends up handing me the package i free the envelope and open it i unfold the note tucked inside he wrote it in farsi but you can read it no padi says her eyebrows knotted with worry you can translate yes i say feeling a tiny smile inside grateful if belatedly for all the tuesday afternoons baba had driven me to kambel for farsi classes i think of him now ragged and lost staggering across a desert the path behind him littered with all the shiny little pieces that life has ripped from him i hold the note tightly against the blustering wind i read for pari the three scribbled sentences so here are the three sentences that he wrote they tell me i must wade into waters where i'll soon drown before i march in i leave this on the shore on the shore for you i pray you find it sister so you will know what was in my heart as i went under there is a date to august 2007 august of 2007 i say that's when he was first diagnosed 3 years before i had even heard from pari pari nods wiping her eyes with the heel of her hand a young couple rolls by on a tandem bicycle the girl in red blonde pink faced and slim the boy behind with dreadlocks and coffee colored skin on the grass a few feet away a teenage girl in a short black leather skirt sits talking into a cell phone holding the leash to a tiny charcoal color terrier pari hands me the package i tear it open for her inside is an old tin box on its lid a faded picture of a bearded indian man wearing a long red tunic he is holding up a steaming cup of coffee like an offering the steam from the tea cup has all fa- all but faded and the red of the tunic has mostly bleached to pink i undo the lash and lift the lid i find the interior stuffed with feathers of all colors all shapes short dense green feathers long black stemmed ones the color of ginger a peach colored feather possibly from a mallard with a light purple cast brown feathers with dark blotches along the inner veins a green peacock feather with a large eye at the tip of it i turn to pari do you know what this means chin quivering pari slowly shakes her head she takes the box from me and peers inside it no she says only that when we lost each other abdullah and i it hurt him much more than me i was the lucky one because i was protected by my youth i still had the luxury of forgetting he did not she lifts a feather brushes it against her wrist eyeing it as though hoping it might spring to life and take flight i don't know what this feather means the story of it but i know it means he was thinking of me for all these years 
he remembered me. I put an arm around her shoulder as she weeps quietly. I watched the sun-washed trees, the river flowing past, past us, and beneath the bridge, the Pont Saint Benedict, the bridge the children's song is about. It's the half bridge, really, as only four of its original arches remain. It ends midway across the river, like it reached, tried to reunite with the other side and fell short. That night at the hotel, I lie awake in the bed and watch the clouds nudging against the big swollen moon hanging in our window. Down below, heels click on the cobblestones, laughter and chatter, mopeds rattling past from the restaurant across the street, the clinking of glasses on trees, the tinkling of a piano meanders up through the window and to my ears. I turn over and watch Pari sleeping soundlessly beside me. Her face is pale in the light. I see Baba in her face, youthful, hopeful. Baba, happy how he used to be. And I know I'll always find him whenever I look at Pari. She is my flesh and blood. And soon I'll meet her children and her children's children. And my blood courses through them too. I'm not alone. A sudden happiness catches me, unawares. I feel it trickling into me and my eyes go liquid with gratitude and hope. As I watch Pari sleep, I think of the bedtime game Baba and I used to play, the purging of bad dreams, the gift of happy ones. I remember the dream I used to give him. Careful not to wake Pari, I reach across now and gently rest my palm on her brow. I close my own eyes. It is a sunlit afternoon. They are children once more, brother and sister, young and clear-eyed and sturdy. They are lying in a patch of tall grass in the shade of an apple tree ablaze with flowers. The grass is warm against their backs and the sun on their faces flickering through the riot of blossoms above. They rest sleepily, contentedly, side by side, his head resting on the ridge of a thick root, hers cushioned by the coat he has folded for her. Through half-lidded eyes, she watches a blackbird perched on a branch, streams of cool air blow through the leaves and downward. She turns her face to look at him, her big brother, her ally in all things, but his face is too close and she can't see the whole of it, only the dip of his brow, the rise of his nose, the curve of his eyelashes, but she doesn't mind. She's happy enough to be near him, with him, her brother, and as a nap slowly steals her away, she feels herself engulfed in a wave of absolute calm. She shuts her eyes drifts off, untroubled, everything clear and radiant and all at once. So that's it friends. Thanks for listening. See you again.